0: So this morning, we are wrapping up our series on the assurance of our salvation. We, uh, it has started back in October, and uh, the intention is to help us, all of us, establish a firm foundation in our salvation. Right? If it's a reminder for some or just a re-envisioning for some, then it's good, right? Because it's always good for us to, to be reminded of the foundation that our lives, our beliefs, and our principles, and what those things uh, stand upon. I trust that through this series, we all have, myself included, uh, a better understanding of what is salvation. Why do we need salvation, right? Who are we after salvation? And uh, how to live in the fullness of the gift of the salvation that we have received. And I use the term gift of salvation because it is truly a gift from God. We have talked about this up front many times. Right? We cannot do anything to earn this gift of salvation because uh, we, we can't, no matter how many good deeds that we do, we cannot earn it. No matter how many uh, homeless people we feed or, or, or look after, or how many foster kids we take in, we cannot earn the gift of salvation. We, uh, no matter how much money we have. We talked about you know, the, the, uh, Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon. Even if he sold all of his shares in Amazon, he still cannot earn and pay for his salvation. So it is, or we can't, we can't work for it either. We, we might think that if we're being righteous for five years, then we can earn our salvation. Nothing. We cannot earn our salvation. That's why so I use the term gift. It is a gift of salvation. And it is by God's grace alone that we can receive salvation. So how can we receive that gift of salvation? It is, again hopefully, it's a reminder for most of us. It is to believe with our heart and profess with our mouth that Jesus Christ died for our sins and he is our Lord and Savior. And that's the only way. I shared back in October that when we started this, this, this series that how God, he is both inclusive and exclusive. Inclusive as in anyone, anyone can receive salvation. Young, old, White, black, Asian, am I supposed to use politically correct term? Um, um, non-white, white, Asian people. It uh, th- doesn't matter if you were born into a rich family or a poor family. It doesn't matter if you were, uh, uh, I don't know, adopted. It doesn't matter if you have no sibling or many siblings. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. Everyone can receive this gift of salvation. And it's exclusive from the standpoint that there's only one way. There's only one way to receive salvation. It's from John 14, verse 6. I think I have it up there. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He's the only way. Being optimistic that we will get to go to heaven because God loves us all is not it. Uh, Hoping that we have salvation is not it that's a wrong. That's, that, don't, don't rely on that hoping and, and being optimistic. Living off someone else's faith is not it. Being married or related to someone that have salvation is not it. Believing in Jesus in addition to all the other gods, because we want to make sure we cover all the bases, right? You have Jesus here, you have Buddha here, you have Muhammad here, and you know, who else? Just make sure you cover the bases. That's not it. Jesus is the way and the only way. He's the way and the only way. And receiving salvation is about having a personal relationship with Jesus. That's salvation. That is the reason that Jesus came to earth. It is so all mankind can receive salvation and be reconciled. Uh, We talked about, you know, be united, to be in relationship, to be one with God, to be able to be face-to-face with God, to have eternal life with the one true living God. Who created everything that we see, that we smell, that we touch? We can imagine. We we use we throw that term God a lot, but if we really think about it, he's amazing. So um, I'll go more into that in a little bit. So I want to also we had talked about the common understanding, which maybe I should say an incomplete understanding about salvation is that if we will eventually get to go to heaven. Wow, this is true. It is true, but it's not complete. Because what would we be doing the rest of the time before Jesus come again, right? I have used this example before, and I'll say this again. I have a friend that used to say this. If salvation is all about waiting until you die to go to heaven, so as soon as you, someone receives salvation, you take them out in the back and just shoot them. Because I know it sounds really gruesome, right? But because what happened is you will save them the misery of sitting around waiting until whenever that is. And oh, at least you can speed up the process so they get to go to heaven right away. So our salvation is so much more than just waiting until we go to heaven when we die. Which in itself, don't get me wrong, in itself is incredible. And it is an amazing gift. More than what we deserve. But salvation also means that the God of all things. Like the creator of all life, ideas imaginations, emotions, and everything that we can possibly know, he's within us. He's walking with us. He wants to show us the amazing plans and purpose that he has for us. He wants I look at it as he wants to take us on a time-traveling trip. When we get in a, a prophetic image or glimpse of the future, whether it's through visions and dreams or, or, or what have you, it's like a time-traveling trip. You know, have you guys seen, I know there's not a lot of young people here, Have you seen Back to the Future? That's kind of what it's like. You go into this uh, vehicle, and it'll take you to the future. It'll take you back to the future. That's what it's like for me. At least that's what it's like for me. Uh, All right, no one thinks it's funny. We'll move on. So back to our salvation. So it's important for us to have a good understanding of what it is to have our salvation. Having an understanding of what we have through Jesus will help us to live with confidence. Live with faith. We will be able to pray with conviction because when we are assured and confident of what we have in Jesus, we know that when we pray, we're praying to someone and someone is listening instead of hoping someone's listening. Oh, instead of having an imaginary friend that that you talk to. um, And and actually be able to listen to the things that God is telling us and speaking to us. And also be able to, by 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 be able to communicate with God, we can boldly live boldly and securely as and fully living as people who belong to the kingdom of God. There is a difference versus regular people and people who belong to the kingdom of God. The reason I say that we will be able to live courageously and securely as people of God, because as we fully come to understand our salvation, knowing that Jesus died for us once and for all. We will know there's nothing, no one ever can take that away from us, take away our salvation. In John 10, verse 28 and 29, it said, I give them eternal life, and they should never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. Greater than all, everything. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. So when we mess up or make mistakes, mistakes, not mistake, mistakes, which we will, We all will. We know that we're still safely in the Father's hand. So God has already declared and proclaimed to all living creatures that we have been judged as righteous through the blood of Jesus, through our salvation. So the moment that we come to the revelation that Jesus has died for our sins and believing with our hearts and declare with our mouth, when that happens, we're instantly, instantly, Covered by the perfect righteousness of Jesus. We talked about that. And at that moment, when our Heavenly Father looked at us, He would only see the righteousness of Jesus Christ. His only begotten Son. That's all He sees. He doesn't see the blemishes that we see in ourselves. And we were justified at that moment as righteous people through our faith in Jesus. So going back to what um, John 10 was 29. No one can snatch Him out of my Father's hand. Memorize that verse. I want to encourage you memorize that first so when we make mistakes mistakes which we will people will judge us we will probably judge ourselves more harshly than people judge us but not our heavenly father not him we have been judged once and for all by him as righteous and be given eternal life in his presence through jesus so this is why we need to be confident and be secure in knowing what we have in our salvation. It's crucial for all of us to have the full assurance of our salvation, otherwise we will not be able to fully living out this new status that we have, right? I want to use an illustration to help us. Um, it's the same as, as I've just won the biggest lottery ever. What was the biggest lottery, like a few months ago? Um, eight, seven hundred million dollars, almost a billion dollars. So let's say if I won that lottery, right? I'm still living as if I'm struggling to make ends meet. Living from paycheck to paycheck. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Not going on vacation so I can save money and spend it somewhere else. So what you tell me, hey, you just won the biggest lottery. You can go on vacation. You can go on vacation every day of the year, right? So I'm trying to use the same example is when we have our salvation, we have a new status, a new lifestyle, live as it, what we have. And having the full assurance of our salvation will allow us to live confidently, boldly, and know what we have. So it's so much more than, well, I'm going to buy my time, wait until I get to heaven. There is so much more. God has given us so much more. So going back to the series and the things that we went through and we touched on, there's so much that God is giving us right now, right here in this season. We talked about how we've been rescued, right? We've been redeemed, we've been reconciled, we've been justified, we've been uh, sanctified. Uh, there were other topics that we touched on uh, also in terms of prayer. We touched on worship. Uh, we touched on spiritual gifts, gifts from the Father, gifts from the Son, gifts from the Holy Spirit. We talked about the kingdom of God. We talked about living as followers of Jesus uh, in terms of being in the local church, and also in terms of sharing the good news. I want to use an illustration. It's important for us to to be able to share the good news and invite people to church. And I know it's something that we talked a lot about. I want to stress that we're not doing it for me. You guys are not doing it for me. We're not doing it for restorations. We're doing it for those needing to hear the good news and to talk about Jesus I want to use an illustration to help us understand and catch the importance of this, is uh, about sharing the gospel and inviting people to church. Let's say you know that someone is needing, your neighbor is needing to do some home improvement, and you know an excellent contractor who does great work, and he's fair with the pricing, right? Would you voluntarily recommend the contractor to your neighbor? I know that you need to do some work. I have a contract. Here's his contact. Call him, he's excellent. He knows how to fix everything, and he's fair, right? So now, apply that to the good news. Jesus is the most excellent contractor. He fixes everything, everything, and he's free. He's free. He's more than fair. He's free. So that's what I'm trying to say is when we talked about the good news and sharing with Jesus, we voluntarily offer recommendation and suggestion to other people. But when it comes to the gospel, we should be encouraged, should be emboldened to share this incredible news with other people because there are so many people who need to know about Jesus. They don't know where to go. Going back to the illustration of a contractor, right? If you know someone is needing to do some home improvement, they don't know who to call. And you have contact of the most excellent contractors. I usually volunteer. People actually tell me all the time, well, our garage door was not working one day. It's like, hey, I have a really good garage door, guy." It's like, oh, thank you. People don't mind sharing the, 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 the recommendations and advice that, that they know that they have. Same thing with us. But when it comes to the good news, why is it so hard for us to share? Because if we have a full assurance of what we have in our salvation, we would want to share that all the time. And invite them to come to church, so then they can learn more about who Jesus is. It's not for us. Right? When we share with, with other people about the good news, it's for their benefits. It's for their benefits. You don't get anything from that, right? I don't get anything from that. And also, when they come and learn more about Jesus... We're glorifying Jesus. That is a practical way of how we can glorify Jesus by telling others about who he is. Don't be shy. Don't be embarrassed. Have, and that's why we went through this series, is to have a full assurance of what we have in our salvation. I lost track of where I am. So throughout the series, we talked about, um, right, and and, and talked about, like, Jesus is building his church, so when you invite people to come to restoration, it's not for this church. Is for Jesus, because Jesus is building restoration. We talked about that all the time. Um, throughout the series, we talked about how we can now, now, have constant fellowship and relationship with God. We talked about how we can be in the presence of God and talk about how we can find out who we are, find our identity through knowing who Jesus is. And through, uh, through, through this understanding of who we are in Jesus, so going back to the series of the assurance of our salvation, It will help us to live with a purpose. There's so much more for us to live for, right? Instead of just making it to the next day so we can wait until we go to heaven. There's so much more for us to live for. Because each and every one of us, we were wonderfully and uniquely created by God. It's from Psalm 139 verse 16. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. All the days ordained for us were already written before one of them came to be. Imagine that. Imagine that. I don't think God would write things down. Well, he's just getting up, going to work, come back, sleep. Get up, go to work, come back, sleep the next day. Get up, go to work, come back, sleep the next day. I don't think that is in his book. I'm pretty sure that's not in his book. And the only way for us to know what was written for us, again, is going back to know that we can have relationship with God. We can speak to him. We can listen to him. We can hear from him. It's not a cuckoo thing. You know, people may think that, oh, you're hearing voices? Yeah, I actually hear voices. And let me tell you whose voices I'm hearing. It's not a crazy thing. And it's, it's good that we need to know that this is what we have throughout salvation. Listen and hear from God for the plans and the purpose that, we have, that were written for each and every one of us. We can do that through our salvation. We must do that. It is a new status that we have, right? I talked about using the illustration of, of winning a biggest lottery. Live like it. Live like you've, you've received this enormous riches. Live like we have salvation and have all these incredible supernatural gifts at our fingertip. All the days that were ordained for us. We were made for a purpose. We are people with a purpose. We're not meant to live from day to day, right? We talked about that. We, do, we don't belong in this world, actually, which is good. We're just passing through. Amen. So through our faith in Jesus, we no longer belong in this world. We, we're not kept down by the pressure of this world. There's having the assurance of our salvation that allows us to live differently, as in live with courage, live with boldness, walk differently, have an identity of knowing who we are, and live with a purpose. I completely understand the daily life burdens, relational conflicts, financial struggles, paying bills, incompetent bosses, you may not have them, annoying co-workers, you may or may not have them, kids, kids are great, by the way, parenting, peer pressure, jobs, I can go on and on with so many things that keep our fo- focus on the temporary things, temporary conflicts. There's so many distractions all the time. However, remind ourselves daily that the king of glory, the creator of all things, the one who is in all things, the one who all things were made through him, Jesus Christ is with us. And he's within us. Jesus Christ, the hope of glory, is in us. We have him and he has us. We need to know that. Be confident of it. Be convicted in that. Have a conviction and knowing that. I, I like to think, you know, Jesus Christ, the hope of glory is in us. I, I actually, maybe a little bit too much slang here for you guys, but I like to think it as he has my back. He has my back. He has your back. Backs. He has our backs. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. It's an amazing statement if we really sit down and think about it. Knowing that the king of glory is in us through our salvation knowing that if we sit down and remind ourselves of that every day then we know that we are not meant to sleepwalk through life right how can we possibly sleepwalk our ways through each day knowing that Jesus Christ the hope of glory is in each of us he paid too great of a price for us to take our salvation lightly he paid too great of a price for us to take it for granted through our salvation, we not only have eternal life, we talked about that, but we have been given many supernatural gifts from our Father. We, we talked about that, you know, from Jesus, from the Holy Spirit. We know Ephesians 4, the gift from, the, from, from Jesus to the church in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, the gift from the Holy Spirit to us, and the gift from the Father throughout the whole Bible. These supernatural gifts are meant to bring glory to God every day now, not when we go to heaven. They are meant to, thank you, they are meant to point people to Jesus also. They, they're not meant to glorify us. When we allow these gifts to work through us and be confident of our salvation, people will come to Jesus. They will say, oh, I may want some of that, but they are looking to Jesus because we're pointing people to Jesus and let them know this is where you get it from, our God and our, and our Lord and our King. And we should know and we need to know these gifts are meant to advance his kingdom, right? Advancing the kingdom. Advancing means moving forward. Making changes and impacting the people around us. Impacting and and changing the situation around us and changing the environment around us. Advancing is is not staying neutral, right? Advancing is moving forward, right? I I know English is not my first language, but advancing is moving forward. So advancing is not neutral, right? Christ in me, the hope of glory. I can tell you, he does not want to settle for mediocrity. Christ in me, the hope of glory. He's not going to settle for average or being above average. Christ in me, the hope of glory, is not about staying neutral or shrinking back. We, as followers of Jesus Christ, through our salvation in Jesus, we don't belong to the people who shrink back from life, daily obstacles. We don't belong to this world, right? We talked about that. We're just passing through. We belong to something so much better. We belong to a place that has an everlasting place, the kingdom of God. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 39. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. That is who we belong to. That's what we have through our salvation. Having an assurance of our salvation will allow us to live differently. And I keep saying that. Live differently in all aspects of our lives live as people who have been transformed to the point where people in our past will not recognize us. I mean, I don't mean physically, because eventually we get older, right? We gain some weight, we may lose our hair. I don't mean physically or more mature because we're older, but I mean transformed from within, um, spiritually, emotionally, and intellectually. And the best way for us to do a self-litmus test on the assurance of our salvation is, is to ask ourselves some of these questions and I think I put them up there, is, are the decisions that we're making now have more of an element of faith in Jesus than we did a year ago, three years ago, five years ago? Are we seeking to hear from God on major life decisions, more now than before? Are we still making decisions based on the practicality, the comfort of our life? Are we allowing the situation around us to dictate the decision that we make? Are we trusting for God? We're trusting to hear the things that God has for us and walking into what God has for us. Do we know what we have in Jesus? How confident are we of our salvation in Jesus? That will dictate, will dictate how we make decisions and dictate how we live. Because as we have an assurance of our salvation, understand what it means, have a revelation of what we have through Jesus, Christmas, which is coming up, will be more than just a holiday. Right? It's so much more than having days off. I used to think, oh, it's kind of nice. I got two weeks off from work, from school, whatever. But it's so much more than that. Because as we understand what it means, we can tell people about Christmas, tell people, hey, it's not about Santa Claus. Let's talk about the impossible sacrifice of Jesus, the amazing grace of our Father, Christ in me, the hope of glory. That's why we celebrate Christmas. We're going to talk about uh, Jesus Christ coming to earth in a human form to bring freedom and set people free next week in a Christmas service. We'll talk more about next week. So, and by the way, invite people to come. It's not going to be Santa Claus. I'm going to talk about all Christmas. I'm going to talk about all Jesus and the gospel. So, it's okay. Invite them to come. Don't tell them anything if you don't want to. We'll just bring it on. We'll bring it all on. It won't be soft and easy, by the way. Um, but anyway, so I want to close by saying that the, the, the reason we, we did this series because It is important. It is so very important for us to have an assurance about salvation in Jesus going forward, especially for next year, 2019, 2020. So then we can make major life decisions with a kingdom mindset. Kingdom mindset, instead of living in the way so then we can get promoted. But a kingdom mindset, because when we live for God, we don't really know what's going to happen. Incredible things will will come our way and be people be people who live with a purpose right? when we are assured of our salvation we know who we are our identity is, is found in Jesus we know where we're going we know what we have at our fingertips we will be people with a purpose and be people who will not shrink back or stay neutral I encourage you guys share the gospel share the good news do that once a week, try that just do that once a week and there will be a test for us like how much do we know about the good news and how confident we are and how, how can we share in the way that people can understand this. Just using the illustration of a contractor, right? You have the most excellent, bestest, best, best contractor and you know they need help. We recommend all things to people all the time. Why would we not recommend the best thing ever? The best thing ever to them. Why? And that's, hopefully that can be an encouragement, not uh, <laughs> putting pressure on you guys. But also just when we are assured of our salvation, we can be the people that af- we can affect the changes around us, impact the people around us, impact the environment around us, live differently. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Remember that. And also don't shrink back fully live out the days which were ordained for us in his book isn't that amazing that's what I want for all of us each and every one of us and this church to fully live out the days that were ordained for us in his book I don't know about you guys but I want to do that but I want to know what those days are I want to follow in those days I want to live out the days that were ordained for me And I want that for each and every one of us. Isn't that amazing that we can look back and say, wow, these are the days that God has for me. And share that with people. That's why we did this series. And I want to encourage you guys just to continue to think about it. And the way for us to grow in our assurance, grow in our confidence, is to share the gospel. Share the gospel. Start out with baby step. If you are uncertain or if you're scared if you're nervous which i get i used to be like that too actually i am still like that once in a while invite them to come to church they will learn about jesus as they come here and then we can build upon that build upon that just to share a personal uh, experience when we first started restoration i was in an uber actually uber i think i shared with someone uber is probably the best place that you can share the gospel you guys are stuck together for like 10 minutes no one's going anywhere I wanted to share the gospel. I was so nervous. I didn't know what to say. It's like, oh, you should come to our church. And that's pretty much all I said. But then it got better and better and better. So we practice makes perfect, right? Just like anything else. Just like anything else. And as we share more and more of who Jesus is, we can grow in our revelation of who Jesus is and understanding the calling that he has for us and walk fully into what he has called us to do.